This is Vianna Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. By the time I was 15 years old, I was considered one of the best players in the country. Oh yeah, I mean, he was like a rock star at 13 years old. When I first saw him, it, it, it was something I'd never seen. The term man-child was devised in order to describe Shea Kyle. Growing up, Shea Cotton was the ultimate ball player at our age bracket. Uh, when I first saw him, I was like, there's no way that this dude is the same age as everybody else. <laughs> we were all trying to be as big as Shea Cotton. And if you were to assemble a dream team, a dream team of the best 14 and under players in the country, perhaps at the top of the list would be a kid by the name of Shea Cotton. It was unfair. You know, I feel like, oh, that ain't fair. This ain't fair. Shea Cotton is the best high school athlete that I've ever, ever seen. Quarter's been all monarch so far. High love. Man, he was selling out gyms since sixth grade, seventh grade. Shea Cotton was like LeBron James before there ever was a LeBron James. If you don't do nothing wrong, and you don't take no money, and you don't cheat on no tests, you're at the top, and you're on your way, in one, in one day, it's taken from you. Just as much as they'll build you up, it's twice as easy for them to tear you down. It was, it was so much shit. It was like, damn, why do y'all pile all this on a kid? Like, It wasn't meant to be. He just had a talent, and he can teach kids what to do and what not to do. Shea's story is important to be told because he falls into that basketball Bible where it's not just here. To have people still calling you by your first and last name 20 years later, that means something. Google Shea Cotton and you'll see. Well, Welcome to Milano Leather at the South Shore Plaza in Braintree, where you can shop extraordinaire clothing, local urban fashion wear for men, women, and children. At audio. Welcome to Milano Leather at the South Shore Plaza in Braintree, where you can shop extraordinaire clothing, local urban fashion wear for men, women, and children.
sure to make your way here for Estradinaire's winter blowout sale. As we get ready for spring, you can also receive 50% off of all furs and leathers in the store. So come and enjoy the experience and shop Estrada. Audios. Our engineers have created a breakthrough in wireless loudspeakers. We developed a new way to experience sound. Audios, the future of loudspeakers. Hi, I'm Eric Young, the co-founder and CEO of Audios, and we're building the first fully wireless loudspeakers for venues and event spaces. With Audios, all you have to do is place the speakers where you want them and press the power button. The speakers automatically build their own wireless network, connect to each other, and start streaming. That means you have zero cables and zero cable replacements. A 300-person event that would take one hour to set up only takes 10 minutes with Audios. Our wireless speaker doesn't need Bluetooth, a Wi-Fi router, and has two patents granted. To learn more, go to republic.co forward slash audios. For a limited time only, anyone can invest and become a part owner. We don't know why. We need Kong. The world needs him. can't be two Alpha Titans. In theaters and on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is madness! This is the booth! Staring down, looking at the blood stained concrete. Hear the dead MC flying at my feet. It took a 9mm rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, my better split. This is my time, so I make my way up the block. Get the whole base and lock that uh. up. Crack the Cavassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Host the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. You grow up in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit, and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid? Don't even try this. Back the... Uh.
Don't think again, count the ten. You wanna grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just like you. Okay, Jew. It's an odd crime for Jew to come up. Pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. All right, your boy since the one broadcasting live from the city of champions. You are listening to the booth. It is March 23rd, 2021. And we got a lot of stuff going on here tonight, people. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, is a lot of people pissed off in this area about what's going on. Um, actually, I'm trying to get my stuff here. My stuff ain't showing up like it's supposed to. Um, hold on. I'm trying to find out what's going on here. Usually my I have a little light frame that's around these uh, lights here. And for some reason, they're not showing up as they should. And we're going to see exactly what's going on here with you. I got to make sure my show is on point and make sure that it's doing what it's supposed to do. And um, yeah, they're not showing up tonight. They're acting up. Well, hold on, hold on. There we go. There we go. So I don't know what the heck is that all about. And let's get this over here. Boom. Boom. That's what I want to see. Yes, thank you. I don't know what the heck happened there, um, but we are here and we're done. Um, the layers look like they messed up, but whatever. Um, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, for those who tuned in last week, I got to give you a big thank you for tuning in last week. Last week was my Marvin Hagler tribute show. I did a tribute to Marvin Hagler, who passed away 66 last week. Um you know, City of Champions, much love to him. Two of the best fighters of of time, Marvin Hagler and, you know, Rocky Marciano, both from Brockton, born and raised and put Brockton on the map in two different periods. Um, in the 80s, Marvin Hagler ruled the roast of the middleweights and uh, he passed away, 66 years old. And um, my prayers and blessings go out to him and his family during their time of loss and need. Um, before we get into our show tonight, i got to mention my sponsors of the show. Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you guys need a controller fixed or repaired, and you're a gamer like me, you want to reach out to this gentleman right here, write it down, send it out to him in Athol Mass. You will have your controller back within 24 to 48 hours. And um, it's a lifetime guarantee on, on the repair. The guy does some good stuff. So you want to make sure to check him out. Michael Douglas Barreto Electronics. Also check out my cousin's website, www.revelrom.com. She's got some great merchandise and some attire there you want to check out and make a purchase. Tell you saw it here on the booth through her cousin Sinister One. Also, tactical target systems. When I want to take some time down the range and hang down the range, um, you want to reach out to Don Robertson. He's got those zombie targets that you guys have been seeing me post on social media and things of that sort. We've got people in the chat already. How's it going, Katie? 
Uh, Perry Francis, what's going on? Deanna Marie, what's going on, guys? Sharon Williams McGregor, what's up? Hanging out in the chat with us tonight. So you got a good show going on. A lot of good topics to talk about. Uh, also, Vianna Marie's music is available online everywhere. You want to make sure you check her out on all of the social media outlets. You also want to make sure you check out her music on all the streaming outlets. Vianna Marie will be performing live this Friday at the VFW down in Fall River for the Murder of the Mike show. Uh, she's going on second to last to close out the show. So if you want to make sure you want to head down there, doors open at 7 o'clock. It'd be nice to see the support. As you all know that a lot of the restrictions have been lifted here in Massachusetts. We are in fourth phase, and I believe we are in the second step now. A lot more people have been vaccinated. I believe the numbers are at 90% vaccination. Maddie Cameron is in the chat, host of Maddie C's Sports for you and me. What's going on, Maddie Cameron? Um, good stuff to hear from him. He actually chimed in last week during the Marvin Hagler tribute show, and uh, we broke down some stuff there inside the chat. So it's good to see you on here, Maddie. Thanks for chiming in tonight. Um, let's get right into the news booth, though. Gonna get right into the news booth. Oh, before <laughs> before we go lot, before we get into tonight's first topic, too. There's something pretty funny to talk about on this show. So every week before I go live on this show, there's some things that I do. For this podcast live for this show, that it would it might seem strange <laughs> to people, but for me, it's that old school saying you gotta look, if you gotta you gotta look good to feel good. Is that what it was on Saturday Night Live? I forget what it was. I think that's what it is. So, so some of it, some of it, and I don't know if Maddie C can relate to me, with me on this one or other fellow podcasters and stuff. So for me, like I watch other people's podcasts, people who I don't even know. And look, I'm just going to be real with you all. Some of y'all out there who are putting out podcasts have no, one, you have no business putting out podcasts. Two, if you're going to put yourself out there as a brand and a product and trying to sell yourself and make it work, take the time to sell yourself. Don't be on your podcast looking like you just got off the streets on a three week <laughs> bachelor party binge <laughs> it, it 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 look so for me like you see me i go down to my boy Corey's and get a cut on a fresh cut on tuesday every two weeks i'll try to go down there come on the air and you know fresh cut feeling good head all shaved you know but then the other thing i do <laughs> is i'll i'll go into the bathroom and i'll wash my i'll wash my hands put fresh lotion Mary Kay hand scrub on my on my hands and then I'll brush my teeth and rinse my mouth out because even though I know you all can't smell if I had bad breath <laughs> I still have that feeling that I might be hawking bad breath so I'll I'll make sure before I do a live podcast I'll brush my teeth rinse my mouth out then I'll go in the bedroom and I'll put on some cologne some you know a fresh spritz of cologne on whatever I'm wearing before we go live. And, 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 you know, I was asked, why are you spraying? <laughs> Nobody's going to smell you. It's, it's a podcast. Look, it's a, I did it on the radio. When I was on the radio, I did the same thing. Matt Cameron said, oh, you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta want to be themed to be fresh to death. Not to mention the hat king. <laughs> 
for real, for real, real. <laughs> it's just one of these things, man, that I got to do before I go live. So getting into the news booth, Krispy Kreme don't give a F about you. Why? Look, <laughs> last year we had COVID. And one of the things about COVID was that people with underlying conditions were the hardest hit. People with diabetes, people with cancer, people with any type of second underlying condition, it you were a higher risk of, of, of a fatality with COVID and st of stuff of that nature. So what, what does Krispy Kreme turn around and do? <laughs> if you go and get your COVID vaccine, now, now listen to this. If you go and get your COVID vaccine <laughs> and show proof, Krispy Kreme is going to give you a free donut every day <laughs> for the rest of the year. F your diabetes. <laughs> Krispy Kreme don't care about you, bro. They don't care about the underlying conditions of COVID. <laughs> Go get that vaccination. Head on down to Krispy Kreme. Get that 575 milligrams of natural raw sugar <laughs> off one of their donuts. That is, that's just crazy, people. Does it? It's 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 so funny. Like <laughs> the underlying conditions is right there. Just, just come on down. We don't care about your health. We just say it. Just say it, Krispy Kreme. We don't give a F about your health. <laughs> oh, man. So moving on. This is the first hot topic of the night. I've got a couple of hot topics. The first hot topic of the night is that this past weekend, the Bridgewater Freedom Peace Rally was held. And it was much more than it was advertised. Uh, it was set up by this woman, Samantha Muse. She had set up this whole event um, this past weekend at the... Originally, originally, it was scheduled to be at the Commons in Bridgewater. And then I guess something happened. Either it's Somebody was either tipped off or what they're trying to say, it, it just became too big and they had to move it. The problem here is that it was moved to Legion Field, which is the baseball fields over on Bedford Street on Route 18. Um, there's a lot of issues with this event. A lot of issues with this event. So I, I've i done youth sports here in Brockton. And here in Brockton, when you apply for field use, you have to put down pretty much and jump through all types of hoops just to be able to rent the field. I, I had to rent the field so Peyton Manning could hold a camp here and had to jump through hoops. I had to hold another camp here for a Super Bowl running back, Patrick Pass, to hold just a private camp for the kids and was made to jump through a thousand friggin' hoops and pay for the field and was questioned about this and questioned about that and who's going to supply the, the, the balls for the kids to use because they couldn't use school... All the stuff. All the crazy stuff. So Bridgewater now has this rally... And this woman, Samantha Muse, she shows this rally and promotes this rally as this friendship, freedom rally, hearts and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But when you go to her Facebook page, which is now shut down from public access, uh, Samantha Muse's first picture on her main page is a cartoon picture of 
of a woman and her child with no mask, and then everybody around them are wearing masks, and they look like zombies. So right off the bat, you can tell exactly what this lady is, you know, the agenda that she is pumping. Um, also at this event, there must have been about, because I, I drove by, this is, this, is, this is my personal insight on this event. When, what caught my attention was, was the big-ass Trump stuff and store and everything set up on the, on the field. That's number one, which you'll see in some of these pictures. Number two, it was the amount of cops that was at this event. There was, had to have been close to 75, maybe 100 cops at this event on the field. Now, they're saying that the field was rented. Well, I don't know, because got, I've got a lot of people that have been in my inbox since I posted the pictures. And a lot of people are saying that field was not rented, number one. It was given to them, which it shouldn't have been done. And they said, and now whoever is in charge of the fields is saying, well, the reason why they didn't have to file a permit is because they didn't serve food. That's BS. Anybody who rents a field or any school property knows that's BS. You just can't use a field if you're not doing food. That's no, that's not true. So now there's some answers to be made. So before I get into the photos and before I get into some of these videos and who actually was at this rally and who actually spoke at this rally, I'm going to talk about someone who gave me this letter because she was looking to come on the show tonight, but she couldn't come on the show. And you know what? I'm going to read what she's, what she is speaking right now. Because it is now 7.24 New York Eastern Standard Time here in Massachusetts. Uh, this woman's name is Jill Sheridan. Jill Sheridan wanted to call into this show. She wanted to come on this show. And she wanted to talk about what was going on in Bridgewater. She was utterly disgusted. But tonight, as everybody knows in Massachusetts, across cities and towns, Tuesday nights are the city council meetings, school committees, all are held on Tuesday nights, pretty much most places. So she right now is in, in at the Bridgewater Town Hall, and she is speaking these words right now as we speak. So what I'm going to do, guys, I'm going to read this for you, and then I'm going to show you guys some videos and some stuff, um, some photos and things of that sort. Uh, let me read this for you guys. Good evening. My name is Jill Sheridan, and I would like to bear witness to the events that occurred on Saturday, March 20th at Legion Field. As a member of Stand Up for Justice Bridgewater, I have helped organize dozens of peaceful demonstrations over the past year without a single incident. I attended the vigil for Breonna Taylor for SUJ on Saturday morning as planned. I then independently decided to counter-protest the, oh, okay, the Freedom Festival is what it was named, as I said. The Freedom Festival, which I quickly learned was an alt-right political rally. So here's the thing, people. It was named and deemed the Freedom Festival. But it was really an alt-right political rally. And I'm going to tell you why this is. This is There's a whole BS reason as to why this BS happened in Bridgewater. And people need to answer for it because... I'm being told that the police chief of Bridgewater, I'm hearing that a couple of government officials in Bridgewater also knew that this event was coming and it should not have been allowed to happen. I, oh man, I'm going to get into it as to why this event should not have happened. Prior to the event, police chief Delamonte and Captain McDermott requested to meet with the SUJ to make sure that we would be peaceful. 
During the meeting, they confirmed that they had seen the 31421 video featuring Samantha Muse, who I talked about, who set up this event and has now shed her access to her Facebook page now, on a radio show called Red Pill Politics. Now, if you YouTube and find Red Pill Politics, you'll find this crazy show, on which host Dave Kapatz repeatedly referred to the event as a festival complete with vendors and food and live music. This event was not described as what it was at all. It was a political, like I said, it was a political rally rather than a family-friendly event. Mr. Kopax is a public personality who chartered the bus from where mass to attend the terrorist attack on the Capitol. Oh, Jill, you just, oh, Jill is actually in the chat. Jill said she just got finished with the Bridgewater meeting. It was recorded and shared, and anyone can watch. Thank you, Jill. I'm actually reading this all right now, so if you want to stay in the chat, um, I would love it because there's a lot of people on here right now watching. Um, so he chartered the bus from Wayne, Massachusetts to attend the terrorist attack on the Capitol on January 6th. He publicly aligns with the Constitution Party that advocates for voter suppression, education control, racist immigration policies, and the return to Judeo-Christian values. I clearly know that First Amendment's rights apply to these views as well as my own. So in other words, Jill... Oh, 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 okay. Kevin... Oh, we got a lot of people in the chat now. Uh, Kevin says, I'm not Jill, I'm Rita, but I can talk. So, um, Kevin, if you're looking to speak, um, let me get through this letter, and then I can send you actually an invite to this, to a Zoom, a live Zoom, and you can come on and chat, Kevin, if you if you really want. Um, oh, okay, Rita is actually under this Kevin name. So, Rita, Rita if you want to come on and talk about this event, um, I can actually send you an invite to the Zoom chat. What I can do is I can actually, actually take a break if you want to really come on. But let me finish this letter first. Um, that was not the biggest problem with the day. In other words, this, this Saturday. The event was not permitted, which I know because I've had the permit fields. According to our town website, which I posted a link to in the chat um, in the Brockton Hub, Legion Field can be used by town groups or organizations with a fee with permission of the Recreational Commission. Permits are required. Over the summer, Jill had inquired about holding one of our weekly demonstrations at Legion Field and was told they would need to pay a fee and have a permit 30 days prior. This did not happen because originally this event was scheduled for the Commons. So there was no way that they had a permit to be on Legion Field. Even I knew that when I heard it was moved. So um, that was a no-go. Um, the Freedom Festival oddly was exempted from this. Of course it was. Naturally, the event attracted a lot of attention from activist groups in the area, to be clear. Counter-protest was not locally organized, nor was there a plan of action or leadership. I personally requested that legal observers from the Na National Lawyers Guild be present and neutral observers. Wow, so you were already on top of this, Joe. As I approached the field, I observed a large extra vendor table, a table set up with flags, shirts, and gear, and sale in support of alt-right conspiracy group QAnon. Stop the Steel Flags, Super Happy Fun America, which we all know about, Happy, super, you, know, you all know Mark Haiti. Y'all in the Southie know about Mark Haiti. Uh, straight Pride Group, yes. And various other fringe propaganda. Also know there was a heavy police presence surrounding the Freedom Rally attendees. Again, like I said, I drew, I was driving by, and there had to have been 
100 plus cops. 75 to 100 plus cops. There had to be about 75 cops on the field and there had to be about 25 to 30 cops around the perimeter. So like if you know Bridgewater, um, there were cops on Legion Field and then the areas around the perimeter. So if you were over by like the VFW and the and the hall where they have weddings and stuff, there were cops all parked up in those lots uh, on the back lot. So there was a very large police presence. And here's the thing, Bridgewater police couldn't supply all those cops. A lot of those cops came from Taunton and Raynham and some other towns. So this this was a big deal. This was a, a huge pull on resources that a lot of cities and towns don't have. Um, Kevin, uh, Rita said that she can talk, but not on... Okay, so if she hits me up privately, I will. I, if she can get on here, I'll definitely have her on. Um, let me get back into this. As protesters started to walk toward the bandstand to check in on the event, a man ran towards us with a large German shepherd stating, I'll turn him on you if you take one step further. We spread in different directions around the field. Please note that the attendees were very aggressive towards us while claiming to be oppressed. So in other words, you know, they were claiming that they were protecting. So we know how that all goes. They play the, they play the victim role. They play the victim role. Uh, nearly all the attendees and several police officers were maskless, despite the ma the state mask mandate, which is still being in place. Which what, Monday? Today was the day. So over the weekend, you were still supposed to be in compliance with masks. So that was that was a definite. That was I also noticed that. As you likely know, we are advised to wear masks in public until we reach herd immunity, as several variants of the COVID nineteen is present. And we have seen a local uptick in cases as we try to fully reopen our schools for the first time in over a year. I'm a biological uh, biology teacher, and I take the advice of my medical and scientific experts seriously. I believe it was leadership failure from the Board of Health and law enforcement to allow hundreds of massless people from out of town to ignore public health mandates. Now, some of these videos you people are going to show or see... Piss me off. Piss me off. Uh, a group on social media called We the People Movement shared that an army of law enforcement from surrounding towns, a large percentage of whom volunteered. Think about this, people. Think about this, people. There was over a hundred something. There was, there, was, there was close to a hundred something cops there. And now it is being reported that some of these cops weren't even there on a detail. These are cops who volunteered their time, which is now personal private security for some of these people that you know are kind of knuckleheads. So again, there's an issue there. Because I know someone who simply got fired from the Boston Police Department for wearing his hat and bringing his nightstick to an MMA match. As part of his as part of his walkout gear. Why? Because it, you're not supposed to use your your real gear as props and anything outside of working within the police force. So if you're doing personal private security in your and you'll see the videos, people, you will see some of these videos of some of the police officers. They have their badges covered up. Some of them don't have their name tags. This look. 
and I've already spoken. I, I really don't want to say anything right now because I did speak to someone, a very, very high public official, a very, very high government public official has seen the videos, has heard about this, and is sickened by it. And this mass politician it has promised me that she will be coming on this show once she gets everything hashed up. So, Jill, I'm going to continue on with this. Uh, please note that two of the featured speakers, which you guys are going to see in this video, Suzanne Ioannidi, if you guys remember, from Natick, and Mark Sahady, I have a video that's going to go along with them, so I'm not going to get into this, who are both under investigation by the FBI for domestic terrorism. Now, if you watched, um, I think it was Meet the Press on Sunday, they interviewed one of the guys from the feds who's overseeing all of those charged with the capital crimes. And he pretty much said this past Sunday that they are going to hit these people with sedition. Oh, Jill. Jill said she is listening and happy to talk. Jill, so what I'm going to do is let me finish this letter. And then I'm going to put the videos on so people can see the videos. And that way, when we come back from the videos, I can have you in on this show with us by the Zoom video. I'm going to send you the link. Jill, I'm going to send you the link. <laughs> she says, how can I do that in the chat? I'm going to send you the link to this Zoom call um, when I go take this break and play the videos. So just sit tight. It's going to come to you. Stay on Facebook because I'm going to send it to you through Messenger, the link. So you can just join on with me. Um, but let me just finish reading this. Um... So you, she's explaining Mark Sahady, who is a disallowed to attend public events and political events without FBI permission. Um, a group on social media called We the People Movement shared that an army law enforcement. Yep, we talked about that. Now, Courtney Andrade wrote, here are the brave police officers who volunteered to be at this event to keep everyone safe. Courtney Andrade is an event organizer. She right there admits that the police officers volunteered their time, people volunteered their time if a if so if a police officer volunteered his time and brought his canine dog to the field as personal privacy to go fired i don't give a f you should be fired you know what kind of liability that is because i'll tell you right now if i was there and i wanted to walk and see what was going on and that if that dog had bit me but you weren't working the detail. You were there volunteering your time with a dog and your dog bites me when I'm not doing nothing. Oh, trust and believe me. I'm suing. <laughs> I'm suing and you're losing your job. So this is, this is just sheer craziness. Um, Jill says that there is a video of her requesting an officer to intervene because a woman was following her maskless and touching her and put, so you'll see this. Um, a lot of this video stuff, I'm going to, I'm not going to read it because a lot of this is is in the video and you guys need to see it for yourselves uh jill had a few questions tonight well at her meeting she said although none of the organizers are from bridgewater they chose this location why if i'm not mistaken jill i can answer that question for you because bridgewater middleborough maybe uh, uh, it's a town on the other side of taunton um those were the heavy, they voted heavy for Trump. So they know who and what voted for Trump. So if I'm not mistaken, Bridgewater was a heavy town and spent a lot of money on the Trump campaign here in Massachusetts. 
Don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure I'm damn close to knowing that. Um, Bridgewater was at was at the top of of that list of of campaign money given to Donald Trump. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. Um, your second question was was that you want to know what the city is going to what Bridgewater is going to do about it and did the taxpayers fund the enormous security? Yeah. Shoot. I would definitely want to know that if I'm a Bridgewater resident. Definitely want to know that if I was a Bridgewater resident. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this video and play these videos for you guys. And then I'm going to get um, I'm going to get her on here and get her to talk. So guys, take a look at these videos. Watch them. Keep dropping stuff in the chat right now. Here we go. Here's some exclusive videos from the Bridgewater rally. Handcuffed and in custody, Natick Town meeting member Suzanne Ayani is brought to the local police station for booking in this exclusive video obtained by five investigates. Photos released by federal prosecutors show Ayani and a Malden man in D.C. during the January 6th riots. One photo captures the 59-year-old in a blue jacket marching with 46-year-old Mark Sahadi in a red and blue hat. The pair is also seen together entrenched inside the Capitol building during the invasion. Court papers allege Ayani was the lead organizer of bus trips from Massachusetts to the Trump rally in D.C. Ayani, an active supporter of President Trump, seen at rallies like this one at the State House. Sahadi, seen in this exclusive video obtained by five investigates, was processed at the Malden police station this morning. Federal prosecutors allege he was the driving force behind marshalling local residents to D.C. She's really, really hurt the reputation of our town. Ben Jackson of Natick penned a petition for the town to take action against Diani. She really endangered the reputation of this town. We are a um, inclusive, welcoming community that's working on trying to become more inclusive and more diverse. Ayani was brought to the federal courthouse in Boston for a hearing this afternoon. She was released on her own recognizance with conditions that she stay away from the state house and not take part in any protests. As for Sahadi, a federal judge ordered that he be held until a detention hearing on Thursday. In Natick, Sarah Kanji, WCVB News Center 5. Why am I a Nazi? Wearing a mask makes me a Nazi? That's the difference between you and me. You don't care about other people. I do. Five hundred thousand dead. Does my uncle matter? He died from COVID. Five hundred thousand dead. They matter. We should do all that we can to protect them. I'm sorry to hear that about your friends. A white supremacist group. Could you answer yeah, that? He's a white supremacist. Because you're actually written up in many articles. What's your name? What's Whoa, your name? many articles? Yes. Wow, did they actually have any evidence? What's your name? I have. A, I, I think it's kind of funny that we have more uh, minorities and people of color on our side than you guys have what on What does that side? have anything to do with this right now? So, it... First of all, we're not a white supremacist group. If we were, would we have blacks and Asians and gay people and everyone of every race, creed, and color in our organization? I mean, come on. 
So you said. Are you really so trying? You are you said. really trying to say that we're a multicultural oh, white supremacist group? Uh, All right. The most truth I get is when I talk to people like you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. If I wanted to go on either side. That is your side of the side. This is a this is a freedom rally. We're allowed to be wherever we want. All we're doing is standing here. All, all we did all we were doing was walking. You're fine. We're fine. Okay, because you all just told us that we needed to leave and we just was I don't understand why we're not why we're not allowed to stand here, but this is a freedom rally. Alright, thank you. Because we because we were just told because we were just told we couldn't, so I just wanted to make sure. Well maybe that's because some of the men that are with you are coming up to women and children I don't understand why do you think that we're all together? We're not all together. Okay, and neither are we. I didn't say that I didn't I didn't say that you are. I didn't associate you with, with anybody else. So I don't know what you're talking about. Don't use their gestures because they'll video it. What are you doing? I'm standing here. No, that's not what you were doing. We, 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 saw, we, we saw what you were doing. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I mean, hey. We got social distancing. If you guys want to have a big fucking mug, that's fine. No, thank you. No, thank you. You know, it just really, really makes me sad that you young people are actually... We were literally just trying to walk, and then you guys blocked our way. No, he's just standing there. I wasn't talking to you. We were just, we were just trying to walk. Okay. I didn't say that you couldn't. Please go ahead and say whatever you'd like. Do you have anything else you want to say? You have the floor. All right, so what, I don't know why. What is your problem? Okay, cool. I literally said nothing. I walked and got stopped and yelled at. Do you know what I'm saying? We have the freedom to talk shit, right? There's a freedom around that. Yep, and you call me a racist, and I'm going to defend myself. Did he call you a racist? No, the little boy over here did. He did? The little boy. Is she being a racist? And I'm not a racist. How am I a racist? My husband's black. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, my husband rocks this shirt too. All right. What, what are you gonna say what, to him? Black people. Black people want to want to. Black people want to want Little children like you that don't even know anything about history, trying to call someone a racist, all because of a fucking shirt. Do you want to tell us? A, do you want to give us a? Do you want to give us a history lesson? Seriously. Color is actually pigment in someone's skin. No one is black or white. So why don't you get that through your thick black? It's a pigment in someone's skin. Wherever you move, wherever you move, the pigment becomes active. Okay. We all came from Africa originally. We did. And then we got Obama. Obama was from Haiti. Look at that. He's from Haiti. I love the history lessons when people have no idea what they're talking about.
Well, bummer is from Haiti. We don't want your ass, so you guys can keep walking. Right, we were, we were literally walking, and you and this. We were walking, and you asked me if I want a I didn't ask you. I don't ask you. Hey, do you want a weight loss card? I didn't. Hey, do you have AIDS? Are you saying you have AIDS? Are you saying that I'm fat? Do I need a weight loss card? I mean, I know I got these big giant notches and this beautiful ass, but I don't know if I need them. I didn't try to touch you and nobody wants to touch you, so don't worry about it. Don't worry, you're safe. No one wants to touch you, sweetheart. <laughs> Literally nobody wants to touch you. Especially with that fucking fanny pack, dude. You're really rocking it, though. I know I am. I really am. Hey, your company issue those? I'm sorry? Did your company issue those? Yeah, it's a, no, there's no company with citizen journalists. It's official. It's official. We learned, we learned it from watching Diana, actually. We learned it from Diana. Okay. Yeah. Because she's a citizen journalist, so she thinks that she, she can like okay. commit you crimes with impunity. But you're obviously biased. No, see, I'm a citizen journalist. Are you serious? What is a journalist? I literally made this with markers, guys. It's from the dollar store. Don't take it so seriously. Oh my God! So why don't you just write idiot on it then? I don't know. It's my. Are you a journalist? It's my freedom to write whatever so I want you, on it, right? And it's my freedom to sit here and breathe fucking fresh air and to talk shit to you idiots that are coming over asking. You know what? If you want me to talk, you can you can back it up, okay? You're like, you're like really mad, dude. You're like really mad. You're not I know. You're really worked up. Because I have four idiots over here talking smack to me. I, 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 I didn't want to talk any smack to I mean, you're in a public, you're in a public place, so that's freedom for videotape. Or what? Oh, okay. Black Lives Matter, and I would agree with you. The 14th Amendment. Why should I be careful? You. You're tech, you're Let's start tackling. He put it. I'm putting. I'm putting this hand by his hand. All right. Dude, you're shaking. Calm down. Right, it's adrenaline. That's what it's called. You don't get out much, do you, hon? I get out a lot. I get out every day. Okay. I don't ever wear a mask. Have you seen Rude? Like honestly, like I'm not threatening you. I don't want to threaten you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not. I don't think this is any situation for your adrenaline to be pumping to that extent that you're. Well, maybe if you're shaking. Are you making fun of me now? No, I mean you were shaking. Get that shit out of my face! You see that? You see that? Masks and muzzles really aren't the same, are they? That's being a little bit dramatic, I think. It's a little dramatic. No, she doesn't. This is a freedom festival, right? Freedom festival! We're allowed to be here too. See how that works? See how that works? We don't care what you believe in. You can believe in whatever you want. We'll believe in whatever we want. Freedom Festival. Yes, I have a bachelor's degree and I'm in a master's program too. You're not the only one who has an education. Why do you think you're smarter than everybody? It's not a matter of being smarter. It's just a matter of knowing the facts.
What's the fact? The fact is that you want people to hate themselves, and the fact is what? How is that a How is that even a relevant argument? I don't know. We want people to hate ourselves. You're not oppressed. You're entitled. Because you're not oppressed. You're not oppressed. You're not. You're not. Well, you all, a lot of you all walk around acting like you're yeah, pretty oppressed right now. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you are you okay? Oh, okay. 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 Oh, what? He? It's a problem that he has nail polish on. Freedom. I don't know. It kind of sounded like what she said. Hey, how's it going? Do you hate yourself? Because we were just told that we want everyone to hate themselves and look what we're doing to our children. I don't hate myself. No, I know. It's crazy. We have Grandpa over there. Did you see him? Are we angry? Are we angry? You're the one who really kind of looks angry. I kind of find you humorous. I don't know. I thought it was a freedom festival and everyone was invited. Now we're not invited. We're not invited, I guess. Am I not invited to a freedom program? So then why are you even asking why we're here then? You didn't, you had your thing in the, in the square. Oh, so what? What do you just assume? I wasn't at the square. I, was never here. I had nothing to do with that. I wasn't. I had nothing to do with that. I wasn't. Sorry. Sorry. Just keep rambling and saying shit. You have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. All right. I know, right? For the entire police force. Looks like you're different town. They are. There's Taunton Fox there, too. Whitman. Do you want to go somewhere else? I don't know. This is all kind of fun. <laughs> I'm tired and hungry, but I don't want to leave until more people leave. Bob mentality. Is that lady in the purple jacket with the daisy headbands? Yeah, she's totally insane. Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you guys are kind of like not, I don't know, there's nobody behind you. <laughs> like, I don't understand the purpose of it. <laughs> what if I wanted to buy Trump merch? I know. You think they'll give us a ride? Hey, can what do you guys give us a ride on the ATV? That sounds like fun. You guys take off. See you later. Bye. Is Del Rio still over there by himself? I feel like, dude, did you see the how the cops aren't really fucking doing a very good job? Are you kidding me? They're fucking idiots. Because they just follow the. I have like eight fucking cops just blocking me and like doing nothing, and this is all open. So they just left this whole fucking area. 
I know there's clots over there, but dude, fuck that. I could go beat somebody's ass over there before they could even get there. Like, shouldn't they be, like, spread out? Do I want to go crime somewhere while nobody's paying attention? Let's go, let's go, let's go crime, should we go ask the YouTube guy what Old Keepers TV is? He's standing right over there. What is? What? That's the dude from the YouTube video that Samantha was on, and he said that Oath Keepers TV carries his stuff. I can't find it, but we know what the Oath Keepers are, right? Oath Keepers? It's like another one of those white nationalist soccer. You could go ask. You should have brought a joint with me. Give us a fucking not higher than fucking. Russia? These countries, you, <laughs> you, you have no right, absolutely no right to carry gun, and you have absolutely no right to stand in a public square to speak up your mind. Because if you do, you get arrested and you get killed, and no court, no trial whatsoever. Okay? And look at us in America. All the public square has been taken by the Antifa and the BLM people. Okay, look at us today. All these police did not I need to protect them. Did they not understand that the exaggerated police force is part of the problem? Are here because of them. Yeah, we did it. Because they follow these Facebook pages. There wasn't an attack that warranted calling in more police. I can be here and stand in front of you and share with you what I think about freedom. I absolutely love my freedom. And I'm ready to lay down for my freedom. What the fuck is the king of Lay down right here. Fucking do it now. Thank you. Protect what? 
They're not in the Middle East that doesn't have freedom. Like, what freedom don't they have? Right. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm really excited right now because <laughs> I'm going to introduce you to a couple of domestic terrorists. Come on, step right up here. Come on, Mark. Mark and Sue. Is that Mark Haiti? Yeah, we are definitely not. That is. Those are the two. Those are the two people that Diana was raising money for. That's Mark Sahady. Okay, so now they're admitting again that they were there. Yeah, that's Mark Sahady. That's um. That's Mark Sahady. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are the people that Diana was saying that she was trying to raise money for. All right, it's your boy Sis One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to the booth and um, those videos. We I've still got a few more videos left, but the reason why I wanted to pause it and get back to the show one, we're going to be running a little bit over tonight. Woo! A little bit over tonight. Um, we are <laughs> we got a lot of people in the chat watching this show. You guys are seeing exclusive videos that were taken. From the rally in Bridgewater. This was supposed to be the Freedom Rally. It was supposed to be support and friendship and happy-go-lucky stuff. And it come to find out that this was all just a muse set up by Samantha Muse (laughs) for Mark Sahady and Susan Ianelli, who you guys know were capital insurgents. These guys are, they're going to be charged with sedition. And these two clowns were brought up on stage and introduced as if they are domestic. This is this is how scary this is. The fact that they get up there and introduce them and say, do they look like domestic terrorists? And then they go on to talk about that they were there on the 6th, but this and that and the fake vote and spreading all this. I, I just, I just, this is that entitlement mentality that these people have. Jill was actually who I read this whole thing earlier, Jill Sheridan. Introduce yourself, let them know what you do for work and stuff, and and let them know exactly why you went and spoke tonight at at your town meeting because you were very disturbed by what went on Saturday, and, and let people know.
and so loose. There wasn't any kind of central organization. It was just people heard about it. And, you know, when you have uh, all these different groups around the state that hear that there's going to be publicly funded alt-right rally with security provided by town police, um, you know, people are aware of that and they show up. So a lot of different groups showed up. There wasn't anything really cohesive. We just kind of were a presence. And um, they quick, you know, quickly revealed what exactly it was. We were all harassed. Um, one woman in front of me, I don't know if you read this, Keith, before I was on, but it was a woman who was like putting a camera literally on my face and breathing on me. She was going to try to be like, I don't have to wear a mask. And I said, could you please give me some room? You know, trying to open our schools here in two weeks. We don't need hundreds of out of town maskers in our town um, with this white supremacy, you know, propaganda. So I asked her to move um, back off, give me space. She was physically touching me, putting her body on mine. So I said to the officer who was two feet from me, can you please ask her to stop? She's making me uncomfortable. I don't feel safe. Just get, get her away from me. Ignore me, completely ignored. Um, well, at the same time, um, one of the Freedom Rally folks um, punched my friend, and we have this on video as well, um, cell phone out of his hand and we all were like hello like this is happening too and they just turned away they wouldn't do anything about it so anytime we were uh, made to feel like we were kind of you know attacked or unsafe put in a position it was very clear that we weren't going to get that support so um, and there were cops from multiple area towns and they just formed this wall. And no, they didn't form the wall around the children or like the where the games were happening. It was right around that bandstand, the gazebo, where they had all the speakers. It was just bizarre. And anytime we would try to get close, they would block us. And um, it was just really clear who they were there to protect. And it, it wasn't us. And then in the end, they ended up charging two of the counter protesters um, with, resist with uh, assault and battery resisting arrest when we were eyewitness to this, literally uh, on the scene and made statements about this, they were attacked by one of the Freedom Rally participants. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know how I can be any clearer about it. I just saw it with my own eyes. This guy attacked them. We all gave our witness statement that these kids were attacked. They're not, you know, they were just there to support. And um, I don't know the kids, and I, I just met them that day. They were there to um, support and just stand up and counter protest. Hmm. And they end up being arrested for nothing. You so, know? And now they're charged. We've got a lot of people in the chat. And there's uh, <clears throat> Frida is in the chat. She said, the police protected freedom people and only them. She said, volunteer cops. Here's the problem. There's no such thing as volunteer cops. There's volunteer no. firefighters. But there's no such thing as volunteer cops. If you are a cop, you you represent the city and the town that you work for, or you get hired for detail. You don't volunteer sure. your time. That that's some stuff that I'm telling you right now. You should be fired. Yeah. Period. No, definitely. In the amount of cops, and there were dozens. Um, I don't know if we have a number on the amount of cops, but for sure, the, I saw at least five or six different towns represented. They had ATVs. They had bomb sniffing dogs they had or whatever those sniffing dogs were there for they had I buses mean, was, they yes. had buses lined up that the cops had come in so somebody somebody is footing the tab for that rally on saturday and for sure. if and, um, i'm a I bridge water resident so yeah be me. yeah i'd be pissed i would be pissed because i'd want to know who's who paid for that 
Sure. And there is First Amendment issues like they they certainly have the right to say whatever they want. You mm-hmm. know, they can stand there and, you know, whatever they want to do. They're um, like propaganda. We all have the freedom to do that. But we don't have the um, the public obligation to support political events with taxpayer funded money on land where I mean, it's a public it's a park that when I tried to use that park in this last summer for um, one of our events, I was told we would need a permit 30 days. We'd pay a fee. And these people didn't have to do any of that. And, um, you know, I find that that's that needs to be accountability for that. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Derek Rick said he's put in the chat. Police were from Rehoboth, Bridgewater, Lakeville and Middleborough. Wow. Three yeah, of those three, three of those towns were big Trump supporting communities. Rehoboth, yeah. was the, Rehoboth was the other one that I was trying to think of that I couldn't remember. Middleborough, I mentioned. Um, Lakeville, and you said one of the Cape Towns? Wareham was represented as well. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me because Viana Marie, who's an artist who is in the chat, Viana Marie will tell you that when she was going to the Cape every other weekend to get her son or drop her son off, um, they were right there. As you come over the bridge at the Dunkin' Donuts sure. at the bottom of the bridge... They were there every weekend and born. Yes, exactly. And she was like, why? They're allowed to be there. The state police barracks are right across the street from there. But this is allowed every weekend. So, yeah, uh, there are the First Amendment issues with it. So, like, yeah, they are allowed. But it, they, you can't. We were always told anytime I've attended protests and from last year to this year, as long as you're not making yourself, a, you know, a public nuisance, disturbing the peace, obstructing traffic, things like that. That's when it becomes a problem. Wow. So I'm going to have my son stop playing his keyboard in the other room. Excuse me for a minute, please. <laughs> no, that's OK. You can. But it, <laughs> it, we have that happen from time to time. <laughs> so I've got a lot of people in this chat. I've got people. um Wow, some of the stuff that I'm getting in this chat. Hilma Hallen said the cops were on ATVs, motorcycles, and bicycles. Wow. Uh, Kelly Gately says Marion also. So I'm assuming she means Marion cops. Cops all the way from Marion Mass had come to Bridgewater. Um, Vianna Marie is asking, wouldn't that be considered vigilantism? That's not legal. Well, I'd have to ask Ken. And if that's considered vigilantism, no, it's just it's it's private security outside your realm, which is you you put your city and town at risk. If you if you weren't paid detail, you just put your city and town at risk, whoever you came from. Um, if I'm a if I'm a Taunton police chief and I find out you were there, I'm going to ask, were you there Saturday? Uh, was this a paid detail? Did this detail go out over the detail? Because I, I, I'd want to know. It had to have. I mean, just uh, let's be honest. I'm pretty sure that it was paid, but the organizers, I don't know, the organizers of it were publicly stating repeatedly on different social media platforms that um, these were brave volunteer policemen that were there for their security. They said they they are in. They said um, we'd like to thank the brave police officers who are in support of our freedom from masks. There were policemen there and women without masks on. And I questioned them because it was before 322 when the mask mandate was lifted, although it's still an advisory because we have an uptick in cases. We're trying to open schools. Um, you know, we're still that's still that was still in effect And the police, um, if I'm not mistaken, are law enforcement. And if that's the um, medical mandate, I mean, 
I don't know how else to say they were acting above the law. This is this is crazy stuff. So people actually, I want to get I want to get on. Uh, Kelly Gately says there was someone going around taking badge numbers and names of all officers. I didn't get the name of the guy. And yes, if you ask for an officer's badge number, they have to provide it. Also, most officers are supposed to carry a card, a business card, with their badge number, contact number, and their their I believe it's shift captain or shift commander's name is supposed to be on it. And if you request that, they're supposed to give it to you. So what I'm going to do, I got three or four more videos I'm going to show. Like I said, people, I'm going to the show is still going on. I still have other topics to talk about, but this is a hot, hot topic. Plus, I got to touch base on what's going on in Colorado because President Biden had just come out and made a big, humongous announcement that I do not agree with, and I haven't agreed with any president who comes out and make this announcement when we have these horrible shooting tragedies. But let me just get back to this video, and then we're going to get back with Jill on this one. So here's the last three videos from Bridgewater Rally that it happened this past weekend. And then as I let her finish out, I'll be showing you guys some pictures, but here's the last three videos from this event. This video is exclusive and it means a lot because this is the video where Mark and Susan actually speak and are introduced. This is the one that sickened me the most. So here we go. Handcuffed and in custody. Natick town meeting member, Suzanne Ayani is Why am I a white I'm going to introduce you to a couple of domestic terrorists. Come on, step right up here. Come on, Mark. Okay. Is that Mark Zahedi? Yeah, we are definitely not. That is. Those are the two. Those are the two people that Diana was raising money for. That's Mark Zahedi. Check this out. There's literally more police protecting a cover band than the worst capital. Like, no joke. You got three different towns here. Cover band's laughing good. I know, if you're going to wear it at all, at least wear it oh, right. Please tell me your last name is Frustache, because that would be awesome. No, it's Frustache. 
First dash would just be a cool name. I'm not trying to be a dick. <laughs> so like, no, so none of the cops are wearing masks? I mean, like some of you are, but we just don't care about that. I mean, that, that's a really good way to show an example to the community. I mean, like, there's literally a mandate, and I know that you can't, like, force them to do it, but you should be making a better example of yourself. Very fucking scared right now. You should check on that one right there. That one right there. You look fucking scared, guys. You need to help him. Do you know when Rachel was like a special guest surprise? I wasn't. I should have expected it. I saw them when we came in. I thought you saw them too. No, I didn't. I still want to see Liz. Lisa! <laughs> if we run around screaming, Lisa. That's alright. Because you're a fucking asshole. That's fine. This is so weird. I think I've done a good job not like elevating today, just like saying. No, like seriously, all I've been doing is standing. There Okay, well, I'm really excited right now because I'm going to introduce you to a couple of domestic terrorists. So come on, step right up here. Come on, Mark, Mark and Sue. Do these guys look like terrorists to you? Yeah, we are definitely not terrorists. On uh, January 6th, Super Happy Fun America organized 11 buses with other groups here to go to Washington, D.C. We were there to express our concern about the election being stolen, which we know is fraudulent and illegitimate. Now we don't think no mistake about it. This is a political prosecution. As Joan said, we can't say too much because we're facing prison time, but I'd like to introduce you to John Hugo. He is the president of Super Happy Fun America. Well, first of all, the suit. Hi, I, I just want to thank everybody. There's been a lot of support for us out there. There's been so much support for us out there, and I can't thank you enough. We've gotten letters uh, with so much love. And, and uh, one thing I want to point out is, yeah, they're bringing the hammer down on us and using us as an example because they don't want conservatives to ever speak up again. They want the silent majority to say to stay silent forever. Don't we are never going to be silent ever again. Stand up.
We are super happy fun America and we are raising a juggernaut to push back against the madness engulfing our nation. Against these communists out there who are trying to destroy a freedom-loving people. Who are here to disrupt our free speech because they're afraid of our free speech. Now, the general is a tough act to follow, but I'll do my best. I'm telling you, it does my heart good to see so many patriots out here today. And look at the contrast. Happy, wonderful people with their children, with their dogs, with their cats. Wonderful people having a great time and miserable people on the other side who despise all things America. Well, this is the greatest nation that ever lived. We're drawing a line in the sand and we're pushing back. And yeah, we had 11 buses down in Washington. We're proud of our patriots. And they're using it like the Nazis used the Reichstag flag fire to, get, to try to have carte blanche against all conservatives and all things conservatives, and we're not going to take it. It is a vicious, malicious, biased prosecution, and we're going to fight to give freedom to all the freedom fighters who stood up, because not everybody stands up. Everybody thinks someone else is going to be out there fighting for you, and it's not true. We are all called to duty to fight back and protect our Constitution, our God-given rights, and all of our rights that have been under siege in the last year. We are now under a medical dictatorship. We think these masks are the new American burqa. We see it as the same thing, and I'm not going to wear the stupid mask. I have a right to show my face and breathe the fresh air. We all do. Freedom-loving Americans must band together. We can no longer do these things piecemeal. We need to form into one giant organization to fight back against the madness because the left has stolen the election. They control all three branches of government. The media is garbage. Anything you see on the news is not news. It's leftist propaganda disguised as news. It's all garbage. Go right ahead. There's a John. I'm going to go film the businesses. Huh? I'm going to go film the businesses. We have the Freedom Rally going on here. Apparently that's freedom from education and intelligence. We've got some anti-maskers. Some people with their kids. Let's see what we're selling over here. Get some Pure Haven set up over here. Wow, Pure Haven and a white supremacy rally. That doesn't look good. That is not a good look. Let's see, we have. I'm not sure what they're signing people up for here. Oh, medical mandates. Well, there's mask mandates. We've got some nice shirts over here. My rights don't end where your feelings begin. Your fuck your feelings kind of stuff. Know your rights, no freedom. No justice, no peace. Um. There's our resident QAnon over here. I want to say I'm hi, Alyssa. Don't worry, yeah. we, got, we got videos of you yelling at children. You're a teacher. That's it, definitely didn't happen. <laughs> definitely didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, know what I yell at children. I know you're probably <laughs> enjoying this cool. so much, Joe. Just uh, ruining cool. people's fun. Get a life. 
I'm having a good time. Who's not, who's not having fun right now? Oh, am I right? Great. Am I right? I can breathe. It's sunny out. New website. Oh, oh my God. A realtor at a white supremacy rally. Wow. <laughs> that's, just, that's probably going to bring them a lot of good business. Brenda Smith. How are you doing? Hi. Do you know you're at a white supremacy rally? Well, we're not. I'm not. You don't need, you can't assume that. You can't assume that. Some kids. You get some law enforcement present. Definitely having an ass family. Yep. Exposed. So, you heard it. Like, this is what we've invited into our town right now. And, uh, you know, I'm really not trying to get in anybody's face, um, but this is really disturbing. There are terrorist flags. They have speakers, and not even to mention that this is a non-permitted festival. So we told the Board of Health and uh, also uh, law enforcement that this was a festival, as they've been saying. But um, they didn't want to shut it down at all. This is the guy that threatened us with his dog. Sir, are you going to threaten me with your dog again? Are we, have we moved past that now that we're on camera? Yes, sir. I'm going to take his dog off. So this is what we're dealing with. we got some terrorist flags over here. They think they're oppressed, but really it's just entitlement. And, uh, Got some terrorist flags going on here. Oh, hey, you guys get... to be an oppressed white woman? When did you guys get back from the <laughs> from capital? So these are the faces of Bridgewater. Like, we just don't really want this to be our town. We want to be better than this. We don't want this representing our town. You know, we don't need law enforcement here. We're peaceful. We don't need this happening. Nobody wants any problems. It's just that we don't want this representing our town. And these people are white supremacists, whether they say it or not, their affiliations are white supremacists, like that flag. And it's really kind of gross to us. So we're just trying to, you know, make awareness of that. This fella up here, the guy speaking right now, led a, he led two buses to the capital of insurrection. Wow, I don't know about you guys, but my head is spinning over what I just watched. And it, the, the, the last video we closed out with... This video was actually shot by Jill herself. Um, and Jill herself walked around the field. She took these this last video that you just watched. And if you guys are watching that video, there are so many things there that are just so hypocritical of these entitled people. So first of all, you talk about, you know, your entitlement and this and that. So I don't know if you guys noticed this, but first of all, in the state of Massachusetts, there is a law. You're not supposed to have any type of dog on any type of field of play it's a $500 fine it bugs the crap out of me when cops don't enforce the fact that people have their dogs on school grounds or on baseball fields or on football fields it's a state law no dogs are to be on any field in the state of Massachusetts mm -hmm. period so those people shouldn't be allowed the other thing too people you Trump supporting crazy ass people that drives me crazy and it's hypocritical you talk about loving your country and respecting your flag 
And the people who have disrespected the flag the most by changing its colors, writing stupid, silly things in the lines, and, and, and when you watch these people with big, giant flags on their backs, you guys disrespect the effing flag more than anybody in the country. You are the biggest hypocrites on the face of the planet. When you're driving your F- F-350 down the road with a tatted flag, it's not cool. You're disrespecting the flag. When you're walking on the field in Bridgewater with Don't Tread on Me written on the white bars and I Have My Freedom on the red bars, that's disrespecting the flag. This is how hypocritical and stupid you people are sometimes. And I don't care if you're in the chat watching the show or whatever and you say it's your right. It's hypocritical. It's stupid. It's craziness. And seeing people with signs saying... And the masquerade. Now, you're a teacher. Now, Jill is also a teacher. And, you know, they're trying to open the schools back up after April vacation. For me, to be honest, my honest, this is my honest opinion about school this year. Sending the kids back to school, full session, in school, in April, to me, is a waste of freaking time and resources. Here's the deal with this one, people. Why would we send the kids back to school after April vacation? Why? Because after April vacation, grades are closing out sometime in May anyway. Your and seniors- also, and during April vacation, all the kids are traveling. We have kids going to Jamaica. We have kids going travel all over the place. And our kids are actually coming back April 5th. Um, you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to show up and be there. Um, you know, they could try to get me fired all they want. Um, you know, my professional reputation is going to precede that. But um it is. They get all the whole bunch of kids are traveling and they're not following the quarantine protocols. But, but here's the thing I don't answer. After April vacation, it's all downhill as far as grades go or whatever goes. As far as seniors go, seniors are pretty much done. I just don't know why we just didn't say, let's just finish out the year with online they're learning. They're working and hard let's until kick... June 18th, Keith. They're fully focused till June 18th. <laughs> oh, man. I, I would just rather just see them start this year, the season fresh in September. Let's yeah. just... Let's just Unfortunately, get they don't ask vaccinated. educators when they make policy like that and those kind of decisions. So, in your opinion, why do you think there's this big rush to get the kids back that don't really need to be rushed back, in your opinion? In my opinion, I think it's um, parent pushback. Um, parents do have a say in policy, and um, mm-hmm. they're really petitioning school committees. And, um, you know, the school committee taking their lead from local communities is that that's representative government. But um, mm. interestingly, that uh, the gentleman from Red Pill Politics spoke to that on his radio show with uh, one of the rally organizers. And he said, what we've got to do, their, their game plan is to stack school committees. And he's, he feels like that's one of the most important things they could do. And he used the word, we've got to stack school committees because they're trying to teach this sex education filth and anti-American history. Um, they're destroying Christian values. And it's just, you know, well, there is a separation of church and state there is teaching the entire history not this whitewashed version of it and you know there are a lot of teachers who are there for it and they want to they want to shut that down they're very um uh and not to center teachers in this because that certainly wasn't the biggest issue but they seem very focused on schools and i feel like they're trying to influence policies um at the state and local level Wow, I, 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 I applaud you for being honest, I, you know, because that's deeper than what I even thought it was all about. Um, and I, again, we've got a ton of people in the chat. John McGregor, how's it going, John? Thank you for joining in. Zach Smith, thank you for joining us. Melissa Costa says MCAS, you know, she, she oh, wants sure. that. 
Yeah, MCAS is you know it's a money maker for the companies that do it, and uh, it's they they not sure if they're going to end up doing that or not this year. It's going to be an abbreviated version either way. Right, right, right. Now, Jill, that last video that you you took and and shared with us, I'm going to put some pictures up here um, for everybody who's watching right now. Um, One of the pictures that you're about to see right now that is Susan and Mark. They were up there at the podium. Mark has got the green hat on. Susan is up there speaking again. If you guys heard their words, um, they joked about the fact that they're domestic terrorists. They pretty much said that they're speaking their rights and they're going to keep up this fight. So they don't care. They said that they put the hammer. They've dropped the hammer on them. As far as I'm concerned, these people should be charged with sedition and they should be made an example of. Um, Also, this is the Trump Keep America Great setup that that vendor that was there. That's what caught my eye. I saw that from... There's QAnon shirts. He had some, um, what do they call it? Proud Boys and Oath Keeper little decals. It was just, and those are, I I think, acknowledged hate groups or terrorist organizations. Heavy presence at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, I don't know. I could go on and on. There was just so many things that, and like I said, First Amendment rights, sure, do it. But, you know, the, the town and law enforcement support of it was the part that was I had the problem with. And I mean, yeah. I have a problem with the content <clears throat> as well. But um, you got to go through the proper channels like everybody else does. But it seemed like they were given some kind of preferential treatment with it. Yeah, there was definitely some preferential. And people have to answer for it. Um, as you guys can see, uh, police presence. There was some yelling and screaming going back forth. There, there's a gentleman right here with a Trump America. Keep, keep America great again Trump shirt with a hat with a InfoWars shirt. <clears throat> oh man, Lots of just that. Yep, there was crazy! A lot of that. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, this is a gentleman here. He's got a Black Lives Matter flag and the LGBTQ flag, and he's got his mask on. He's in front of the police officers there, who definitely, as you can tell, the police officers were in protection of those who were in the pavilion. So, sure. Um, Anytime there was an altercation, <clears throat> the police turned their back to them, linked arms, and faced us which um, I don't have a lot of experience with stuff like that, but it felt like aggressive towards us. It definitely, it was very clear with the body language who they were there to protect. Mm, 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 and um, mm, mm. yeah, I've just, crazy, I've never seen anything quite like it. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I just can't believe it. Um, so I've got some stuff here I got to talk about. I got I to get back to our show. Would you like to hang on and talk with me about some of these other topics that I got left before I close the show? Be nice. I have a teacher hang on the show with me and, Sure. Okay, so we got some we got some topics. If you if you don't know anything about it, you don't have to chime in. But um, I do want to talk about this topic in the news booth. Um, the twenty one year old that's been charged in the rampage that killed ten of the grocery store in Colorado. His name is Ahmad Ali Ali Alisa. He's been charged with ten counts of murder. And in my opinion, and I'm going to get deep into this in Biden bombshells. Uh, that could have been avoided. Um, we're hearing the stories come out about this young gentleman that this young man has been problematic since since elementary school. This is a young man who's had problems in, in violence all his life. Um, the problem here is that he purchased a gun on March 16th, and the gun that he purchased on March 16th is the gun that he used when he walked into this store, uh, Super Coopers, in Boulder, Colorado, and proceeded to take the lives of 10 people. Um, 
Biden has come out and, you know, he gave his condolences, but he did speak on gun control. And I'm going to talk about that when we get to that. And I'm not happy with what he's what he said. Um, the issue here is, is that I've been in radio a long time and I've talked about a lot of these mass shootings. And one of the things with mass shootings that I hate to hear all the time is one is that, you know, a person has had issues all through their life. Um, a majority of these young men who commit these crimes have had mental issues that were not known. Um, we had a shooting last year where if his records from school had been released, um, he would have never been able to buy a gun during the background check. But the problem here is, is that things that you do in school and things that happen in school, those records are sealed. So those records, when doing that mental background check, it's it's it can't be touched and and I can just tell you right now a, a background check is is crucial to a person buying a firearm. I've always said that. The problem is is that there's a lot of things that protect people in certain places that we don't know about that we could avoid these situations. My feeling is is that if a lot of this gentleman's issues was put out there from his childhood and teen background he probably would not have been able to buy this gun um the sad thing that i'm hearing is in these stories now is a lot of friends and family members and schoolmates are now saying yeah he was this guy that always had this temper and he always threatened to shoot up people or he always threatened to kill people but nobody ever and here's what i hate to hear nobody ever believed he would do it and i hate hearing that when you get these interviews like that you know he was on the school wrestling team. He lost a match and he had threatened to shoot up the school after losing yeah. a wrestling match. This was three years ago. So it's like, gee, this is just so as a, as a I teacher, I mean, do you feel that we need to address the mental health issue more? And I do. Yeah. So with the push to go back to school, um, one of the things that they keep talking about is mental health, for the kids, mental health. But yet the, um, you know, personally in Bridgewater, we have one mental health counselor um, for the entire seventh and eighth grade, which is, you know, if I had a ballpark, six to 700 students and her job is basically just special ed testing. They don't have mental health support in schools. And that's a national problem, too. In almost every district in Massachusetts and nationwide, we're seeing a huge rise before before, you know, the pandemic and certainly now in mental health issues in our kids. Part of it, I think, is probably fueled by um, there's a lot of changes. We have a lot of um, high-pressure standardized testing. Not that that causes school shootings, but schools now are more focused on the um, the testing piece of it, the academic piece, and forgetting about like the whole child and the mental health and the social emotional learning. And um, it's it, that's just so important. And we don't have the mental health professionals in the schools. Um, I personally work in a district where we do, I feel like, have adequate mental health, but that's actually rare. And um, I think that that contributes to this. And in Massachusetts, we haven't had, um, if unless I'm wrong on this, I couldn't speak 100%, but like we've had school shooters. Massachusetts has pretty strict <clears throat> laws about guns. You or I couldn't just randomly walk into a store and purchase and you know have the thing without um, a license to carry which is a waiting period and the full background check so massachusetts is doing some things with that that other states aren't doing so maybe we all need to maybe we need a i mean a national program for that a, a universal license to carry that has much stricter regulations because people who 
quite honestly, aren't, aren't responsible enough. So we can talk about the Second Amendment all day, but the point is, you can't use that, you know, these not to go back to the rally, but they have these gods and guns flags everywhere. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, how can you justify that when you're talking about, you know, people being shot and killed? Personally, that's, you know, more of a priority. Well, and here's the thing, hackers. too. And, and when people talk about the Second Amendment and all that stuff, and, I, and you know, I, I'm for Second Amendment. The problem is, is that, you know, that doesn't always help either. You go back to one of the most horrifying shootings that took place down in Connecticut, which was the last real big mm. horrible shooting in Connecticut, Newtown, Connecticut, where all those kids were killed. Uh, the young man who got that firearm, it was his mother's firearm. She had locked her firearms as she, you know, as she was supposed to, but he just knew where the key was. He killed his mother and then he went down to school and he shot all those children up in Newtown, Connecticut. It was a tragedy. And again, it was, it was a mental health issue. It wasn't a gun issue. It wasn't a set, you know, a second amendment. And that's why I'm holding off on talking about Biden because he made some comments. I'm like that, but that would not have, that would not have solved this issue. A deeper background check with this man's mental background would have would have kept him from buying this firearm. And to be honest, it sucks that it was an assault weapon. But the thing is, is even if he didn't buy an assault weapon, he was going to buy something, you know, and, and you can buy a nine millimeter and get 10 clips and load up all 10 clips because let's just be honest. The first real mass shooting that we all remember as kids is in Boulder, Colorado, when the two kids shot up the school sure. in Colorado many years ago and they had yeah, an when arsenal it, when that was surprising it was shocking when that happened and mm-hmm. so you know what happened between then and now we've seen it happen hundreds of times yep and the and second you, shooting you ask the second massive shooting that changed going to the movies forever also happened in Colorado it was the night the dark night opened in in movie theaters mm. across the country and some guy walked in dressed up in costume and shot up people who went to see the Batman movie, which changed movie theaters as we know it to where you can't even wear costumes to movies anymore, which almost killed the cosplay environment. But um, sure, yeah, it, it, wor- it worked out. It, it did work out. So, um, like I said, we definitely need a federal background check across the country Certain states are tough and certain states aren't tough with their background checks. And, I and I'm think guessing that, Colorado is probably, and I, I couldn't speak to all the states, but I'm guessing Colorado must yeah, be. Yeah, because they said, they said he purchased the gun on March 16th. The gun that he purchased, he purchased on March 16th. Yeah, that wasn't um, even 10 days ago. Yes, I don't, I don't know if he was licensed, so I don't know about that. But man, I'm just saying it, it's, it's crazy. So, hmm. um, Viana Marie says, you think you can't just. Well, here's the thing, and here's the crazy weird thing, Viana. A lot of these shootings usually are always connected to someone who bought the gun legally, and that's the scary thing about this. This isn't like they got the gun illegally off the street like most street hoodlums do. A lot of these people who buy these assault weapons and stuff, they're getting the guns legally, and they're falling through the cracks of the background mental health checks. That's what that's what makes this sad that's what makes this preventable it's not like they well, went and got a gun off that's the another piece of like the whole like um you know n- not um abolishing the police but defunding maybe putting some of that money that's spent on arrests and um imprisoning people and sink that into mental health 
um, and just reallocating some of those funds, you know, that's uh, a piece of it. The field is so underfunded and there's not enough facilities. There's not enough professionals. And it's not that there's not people willing to do it, but everybody's trying to feed their families at the same time. And it's, it's a, it's a field that doesn't pay well. And at the end of the day, it's tough to get people treated for mental health issues. I don't know how many people that I've known that have had people with mental health issues in their family and have felt scared for people's lives. And it is, it's tough to get some mental health that you need for people. So again, I feel that again, this is a mental health issue and, um, it is, it is scary. So moving on in the news booth, um, (laughs) Five children have been hospitalized with liver failure after drinking ionized real water. Now, if you guys have been paying attention, you know, water is this big thing that everybody's buying, you you know, all the time. And this ionized water is now popping up in Cumberland Farms and all these stores. This is the next big thing, ionized water. It's, it's, It's got alkalinity in it and all this crazy stuff that's supposed to be healthy. Well, five kids are hospitalized with liver failure. They're now pulling it off the shelves. I'm sharing this story because I want people to know that if you're out at the supermarket and you see this real two ionized water or any of this type of, it's not safe. Don't buy it until the FDA approves it because the FDA is mad because the water is being put out there and they have not approved this water for to, to be drank. So, um, Scary stuff. So please share that story, people out there who are watching this and listening. Uh, Viana Marie says, assault weapons are not needed for personal safety unless you're in the business of high security positions. I've said that too. Some of these some of these assault weapons people do not need in their homes. You just need, you know, I've been told that if you're going to secure your home, you need a shotgun, a rifle, and a pistol. That's it. Nobody, not one person who's taught class or I've met at the range has said, hey, you need to go get yourself an assault rifle for your house. If there's a zombie apocalypse... That's a different story. (laughs) We need all that as you want. Now, speaking of mental health, this is the flip side of mental health. This next story, Um, Texas Roadhouse CEO, Kent Trailer, 65 years old. He actually, instead of doing what this other person did, um, Kent Trailer actually took his life um, after losing his battle with tinnitus. Um, if those who don't know what tinnitus is, tinnitus is a, a, a severe ringing in the ears, a constant mm. ringing in the ears. And it just got to the point because of under COVID and the restrictions and things of that sort, uh, Kent, who is the CEO of Texas Roadhouse, you know, the restaurant injury, industry has been hurt. He hasn't been able to be busy. What he used to do is just stay busy and keep his mind off of the ringing in his ears. But because of COVID, he wasn't able to keep his mind off of that ringing. He wasn't able to keep busy as oh, he terrible. was. Imagine that. And and yes, he took his own life this weekend. Um, and he actually put up a post um, just hours prior to committing suicide and taking his life um, from oh, tinnitus. So for those who haven't heard about this story, uh, my prayers and blessings go out to his family. It's just, it's just awful. And it just goes to show you that there's a lot of things that people go through that we don't realize in the legal booth. Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker was cleared in the shooting of the police officer who didn't announce himself. Uh, for those who don't remember this story, you were probably sleeping under the rock. Brianna Taylor was shot yeah. after officers stormed in her apartment and shot and unannounced themselves. And she lost her life. The family did settle. Uh, Kenneth Walker was facing charges for shooting a police officer. He has now been cleared. Kenneth Walker is a legal gun owner. Um, the gun that he had was 
legal to carry. Um, people entered his home. Um, it's not like Massachusetts where they're at. Um, he was able to shoot back at someone who went to his home in Massachusetts. It's tough people. Um, if you own a, a firearm in your home, you have to try to get out of your home. So if you have a window, uh, you need to get out your window before you can even. Don't they call those stand to... your ground laws when you're allowed to kind yeah, of shoot yeah, out of the, the castle doctrine law, but you have to have an exit. If you have an exit, then you got to get out. Um, and that's, unfortunately that's Massachusetts law. Um, Moving on into the entertainment booth, for those who watched Raekwon and Ghostface Killer on Versus this past weekend, we were blessed. It w it turned out to be everything and much, much more this past weekend. I was so happy. Um, big ups to Raekwon and Ghostface. Heading into the sports booth here in New England, look, UFC just put it on me for May 22nd. Rob Font from the New England Cartel, who is represented by Calvin Cater and trainer Tyson Chartier. He is taking on Kobe Garbrandt on May 22nd. I can't stand Kobe Garbrandt when he was battling TJ Dillashaw. I couldn't I couldn't stand that guy. So Rob Font, please do us a favor. What take sport him is down. that even? That is that is MMA. That is mixed MMA. Martial arts. I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> um LA Lakers legend Elgin Baylor died 86 years old. Um he played for the Lakers for a long time. Played with Magic Johnson. He played with um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Passed away at 86. He's a Lakers legend. Rest in peace to him. Um, so here's my last topic of the night. And I, guys, I do have an Are You Serious video for you guys uh, to close out this show tonight. But um, Biden bombshells, and this is our last topic, and I'm going to see if Jill wants to chime in on this one. Biden gave his thoughts on the Colorado shootings. And once again, he wants to put this ban on assault weapons and all these other weapons that I think is, it, it doesn't solve the issue. It, it, again, it's, it's mental health. Mental health is mm -hmm. where we need to focus and let's Fund go it. back. Yeah. Let's go back. Mental health funding was taken away under the Bush registration and no one has ever really put that money back into the government where it needs to be. Look, we, Years ago on this show, um, we had Armin Katayan on this show from 60 Minutes, and he unveiled a disgusting thing that the VA was doing with their guys with PTSD. It was just scary. It was sad. Um, money wasn't going where it was supposed to be. And to be honest, um, that mental health issue is very prominent in in veterans and, and PTSD. So we need to make sure that, you know, we've got to get this funding and get more money. So Biden, before you come after the guns, I think you really need to focus the monies on getting mm -hmm. monies back out to mental health facilities and, and allowing um, those who get mass health and things of that sort to get the approvals that they need when they request. Mass health right, can be a nightmare to try to get mental oh. health support with. If you, yeah, if you can speak on that, let me know because I've heard I've heard how bad it is and how the red tape is just crazy as to what you You're need. Very to restricted with um, providers, and there's a lot there's a wait, especially right now. I can only speak to kids I know trying to get services, and there's a long wait. There's um, a lot of people aren't taking patients, and if they're taking patients, they're not taking Mass Health or this or that insurance. But Mass Health is, um, you know. It's not a terrible plan, but it's definitely restricts you from providers and a lot of a lot of places won't take it. So 
so a lot of kids gonna... are unable to get the help they need. Really? Oh wow, that's see that's that's even crazier. And to be honest, there's is there's a shortage of those who can be seen because it's it, it's a tough field to to fill as it is. Correctly, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, for I mean, most people are therapists, but I mean, the people that you really need in those positions, it's it's a lacking field, right? Correct. I believe so. I mean, it's certainly it's not my expertise. That's just kind of anecdotal observations on my part. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids that I've seen and, you know, professionally in my own family and um, friends. Um, it's any kid who needs mental health services. It's been a nightmare trying to get. There's just not the help available. That's tough. So, guys, if you you know if there's something that people really want to step up and start doing in their community is to try and you know start bringing that light to raising more funds for mental health status. Uh, again, you know one of the reasons why we haven't really had anything knock on wood here in Massachusetts is because of the strict background checks, uh, the weights for you know purchasing um, when you apply for a firearm. It's it's almost like a month wait. Uh, depending on the background check and stuff like that. Um, Beyond Marie says the list are long and no doctors want to take that minimum rate, which is yep, exactly what you were saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Right. If we started taking mental health seriously on a scholastic level, when we as adults have more control, then I promise we would not have such high Depression of anxiety and suicide amongst the adults. Fiona Marie is dead on on that one. Yeah. Yes, if we can, go ahead. You can speak on that because you're at the scholastic level. Yeah, for sure. What I've seen work well with my students in a couple of different districts I've worked in is having like um, for I teach middle school. So having group therapy and pulling in kids with like similar social issues and just really connecting them with a really well-experienced, qualified, invested adult. And one of the biggest indicators of resilience in kids is having a trusted adult, um, whether it's a, a not always a, a parent, but sometimes it's an older sibling, sometimes it's a counselor, sometimes it's a teacher, just somebody that can help them through and that we're lacking that. And so, you know, kids who are really um, prone to mental health issues oftentimes don't have that trusted adult we can provide that but we need we need to put qualified people in those positions and that um i've seen that make a big difference um in schools where i've worked and you having know people. go ahead and, and one no, of the things having the people right and one of the things that i i gotta say sometimes i feel like they kind of drop the ball like we had an issue here in, in the city of brockton uh we had a young girl during covid who committed suicide um oh. at brockton high and, you know, they have this whole thing where all these schools now, they think every school seems to think that bringing in grief counselors and maybe canceling school for the day. or Sometimes I feel like I don't feel like that's the right thing to do sometimes to, to close the school for the day, bring in grief counselors. Because I think when, for some of these kids, OK, it worked for them. But other kids, there are some kids who now are put into this, that this affects them in the bad way that you don't want. Has anybody ever discussed that, that, Hey, we're hurting some kids by doing this massive grief counseling and, and bringing a light on that. We, we may be having an opposite mm. effect. Hurting some kids by um, the grief counseling is reactive as opposed to proactive. I would say, okay. I think we need more proactive uh, measures like to be reactive. is like, you know, if you're, if any of us lose somebody where obviously it's, especially when it's a child, it's, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, what could we have done ahead of time? It doesn't really 
you know, hindsight isn't um, very helpful in a case when you have a child who committed suicide. Um, we should focus on prevention. I'm not really sure. I couldn't, you know, not being a mental health professional, just my own observations. Mm -hmm. I can't really comment on um, what grief counseling. I don't closing the schools. Sometimes you cut you cut a kid off from important um, support yeah. they need. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. I see that as a definitely a valid argument. Is there anything that so when you have something like that situation is to happen, do they usually tell teachers just to kind of watch your kids? If kids start acting differently, you let the guidance council know, and then the guidance council would step in, maybe take that sure. child out of class and, and yeah. go that route. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And okay. Just being authentic with your kids, you know, when talking to them this year and COVID times, um, being just authentic and like, listen, guys, I know this is a terrible time for all of us. We're, we're trying to get through this, but you don't want to gaslight the kids and be like, we're just going to be strong and it's going to be great. It's like, no, this sucks. And some of the kids dealing with, they're taking care of multiple siblings at home or they have a family member who passed away. So we can't, it's not enough to just say, oh, we're going to get through it. Keep, stay positive. That's, that can be a very toxic mindset to some of these kids. Right, so you've got to right. acknowledge them where they are and what they're actually dealing with and what as adults might see it as, that's just kid stuff and you'll be fine. It's very valid to them. It's, it's, it's their reality at that time in life. Mm, and they're mm, hyper-connected mm. and they're always aware of everything. They're taking in so much of the world this year with everything that's happened, you know, politically, culturally, socially, they're taking that all in and they're just seeing how people are treating each other. And I really think it's taken a toll on them. And I actually think that kids are amazing. I think Gen Z, especially, I love these kids. They're here for it, and they recognize the need for changes that have to happen. And, um, you know, I do, I do believe that they're going to be the future, and we need to support them, and we need to fund that. And the mental health piece that should be proactive, it's social-emotional learning should be part of curriculum as opposed to, hey, this kid's having a breakdown, go sit in guidance. That you know, oh, We've yeah. got to move past that. And I, I honestly feel like my district is doing a good job with that. Uh, but that's, you know, we need to make that more widespread and fund it. Nice. I like difference. that. I like that. So I got to thank Jill for coming on the show at the last minute. Jill Sheridan. That was spontaneous. Uh, thank you. Yes. No, no. It was great stuff because this was, like I said, this was a crazy ass rally. A lot of people were speaking on it. And, um, you know, my, my inbox was booming. Um, and I did. I had some Trump supporter people. They came, Trust me, as soon as I posted pictures, they come right on my page and was right out there against me. And they, they try know, to get you would, fired too. Oh, no, they're not. They're not trying to get me. They, they, they like to name call and throw around racist comments. You know, that, sure. that's how it is. You know, for if you're the same, if you're the same pigment, <laughs> the same color, they try to get you fired. For me, they like to just throw the race card out there or they like to do the underlying thing. So I like to say the problem with some of these people are is that I'm a ninja with knowledge. And a lot of people know what that ninja is um, because I don't project the 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 language i don't project what they think i should be and i tell mm -hmm. people this all the time because for me that's incredibly insulting to to um be expected look, to be a certain way yep and, and here's the thing people i've tell this story all the time i'm one of these kids that i grew up in the city of boston and i was so smart that i was double promoted and i was one of the first kids i didn't get bus to south boston i was bus to brighton and South Boston and Boston kids were the same demographic as far as finances go and what the home income was. I was bust to Brighton. So now you've got a kid who grew up in Mission Hill, Boston, who was mm. bust to Brighton for the fifth grade to a city and town where the 
the level of income is up here to a kid that was down here. And my bus was taken to school by National Guard, police, and there was only five of us black kids in this METCO program to Jesus. be the first to be bussed off. And it was the most horrible thing ever. Um, I wanted to quit school. And my father said, don't ever let anybody take your education away. I stayed in this school, the Alexander Hamilton School in Brighton, Mass. I'll never forget the name of that school. Um, and I met some great teachers there. It was a learning I was going to say, which, who supported you? Because yep, there's, there's some adults somewhere. Teachers supported the heck. Every teacher in that school did, you know, did what they supposed to. I mean, I'm pretty sure the teachers that didn't support stayed away from us as kids. Um, but mm. I can tell you right now, there were a lot of teachers there. I, I remember having a teacher. She made me um, have lunch with her every day because she knew I didn't feel comfortable in the, in the school cafeteria. So she says, you know, Keith, you can I come love sit with me. Like that. And I would sit in her, in her classroom. And for those who know me, they always see me eating sesame sticks. Sesame sticks is one of my biggest mm -hmm. snacks. Well, sesame sticks is something that this teacher way back was giving me as a snack to the point where I liked them so much. She would Aww, give them to me. It's at like lunchtime. an emotional memory. That's so, so nice. So my look, when you say you're a teacher, man, my heart goes out to you because you guys got it tough and you see it all and you handle it all. And I got to give you props on that one because labor of you know, love. No, I know. I know. I know a lot of people have learned. I know uh, Vianna Marie, who's in the chat, she's been home with her son and been on online learning with him. And she's like, man, she ready to give him back. This, this, no, <laughs> give well, no, she, we'll take him. <laughs> she, she sees she's she is seeing the stuff that the kids are doing on the Zooms. That oh, it's so hard. Is just my kids. Like, I'm, a, oh. I'm a teacher and I couldn't teach my kids at home. So no mom <laughs> should feel like deficient in any way. Professionals, you know, I've been teaching for 12 years. And when it came to teaching my own kids, forget it. There was fights, there was tears, and the kids were upset too. It was bad. <laughs> so don't uh, ever feel guilty about that. No, no, good stuff. So, guys, before we head out of here, I've got an Are You Serious segment sitting on the dock of the bay, I'm calling it, watching the tide roll in. Here it is. And then after that, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back with more booth next week. Jill, I got to thank you for coming on the show. This was a good Thanks for good having stuff. me. It was fun to you, talk. No, no. And there was a ton of people in the chat. A lot of your friends were in the chat, too. A lot okay. of people showed up. So you'll be able to actually tune in and watch this show right on the chat live. So here it is, people. This is uh, Are You Serious? And then I've got my ads for Audios and Astraordinaire. And then SpongeBob will take us home, and we'll be back with more booth next week. And guys, hey, um, real quick, Viana Marie will be performing at Murder the Mike in the VFW in Fall River on Friday night. Doors open at seven o'clock. Want to make sure you head down there. And um, you guys check out the Sinister One production beanies right here below in the picture below. Those are all the people that have been buying my beanies and wearing them and support me, Corey the Barber. Uh, we've got DJ Bobby Steels. We've got UFC fighter Peter Barrett. Wearing my hat, Travis Partington and, and Matt Cameron and Kevin Jeffries, host of different podcasts. They're holding it down. My artist, Viana Marie. And uh, make sure you guys check out Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for you and me. Here is the Are You Serious segment. And guys, you don't want to miss this one. This is crazy. Here it goes.
don't have to get off the boat. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shit. Hold on, it's getting the pier. Welcome to Milano Leather at the South Shore Plaza in Braintree, where you can shop extraordinaire clothing, local urban fashion wear for men, women, and children. your way here for Estradinaire's winter blowout sale. As we get ready for spring, you can also receive 50% off of all furs and leathers in the store. So come and enjoy the experience and shop Estrada. At Audios, our engineers have created a breakthrough in wireless loudspeakers. We developed a new way to experience sound. Audios, the future of loudspeakers. Hi, I'm Eric Young, the co-founder and CEO of Audios, and we're building the first fully wireless loudspeakers for venues and event spaces. With Audios, all you have to do is place the speakers where you want them and press the power button. The speakers automatically build their own wireless network, connect to each other, and start streaming. That means you have zero cables and zero cable replacements. A 300-person event that would take one hour to set up only takes 10 minutes with Audios. Our wireless speaker doesn't need Bluetooth, a Wi-Fi router, and has two patents granted. To learn more, go to republic.co forward slash audios. For a limited time only, anyone can invest and become a part owner. People, we don't know why. We need Kong. The world needs him. There can't be two Alpha Titans. In theaters and on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down 
down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, cause I got my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come. W-H-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come.